Welcome to Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by me, Mark David Christensen. And me, Katie Thompson. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like my, our intro makes me giggle. It makes me laugh. You Okay, so this is take two of two perfect takes. <laughs> oh, two perfect takes. I thought your first one was great. Oh, thank you. It was enthusiastic. Uh, it was enthusiastic, but then I, you made your giggling made me giggle, and then, you know, I killed it. <laughs> I gotta say sorry. I feel like a booger machine right now. So like I have a little cough and cold, but it's okay. I try to not sneeze on your dealio on your. It's microphone. okay. Thank okay. you for being caught. Uh, like um, what's the word? Not cautious. Uh, uh, courteous. Courteous. Okay, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> Can't find words in my little brain. I read your brain. Uh, yeah. Thanks for being courteous because you know I use these for other people. Yeah. Um, but purell these things after. But that's okay. You know, like I was sick. I was sick two weeks in a row. One was because of food poisoning, oh, and the next sucks. year I was just exhausted. I think we're still like in recovery of that. Your and immune then the system was like, "Fuck you." And I had a day where I was just achy and I had to sleep the following week. Not even the same. It was like week. my whole fucking weekend, dude. Although I did watch one hundred movies, which was cool. Cool. That's great. Yeah. Huh? I finally caught up on yeah. those Oscars. Hon- yeah, honestly, I well, I mean, I guess like overlooked Oscars. Like I watched Eighth Grade, First Reformed. Uh, you were never really there. Uh, which um, all should be on the Oscars. Yeah, list. they should be. Like I was like, those are the best pictures. Those are in my mind part of what's the the best pictures of the year. I think so. I yeah. think sp- if you look at the Spirit Awards, I think represents. Uh, the I think best personally movies. represents what's actually the best of the year. I will. I think the Oscars represent a lot of like. What's entertainment of the year? Yeah, like I think that, like I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb this in this Hellboy podcast that we're now talking <laughs> about the Oscars. I'm gonna go on a limb and say like you know how there's like a lot of fuss like about Black Panther being like an Oscar nominated Best Picture movie. Yeah, I would argue that K, if that's your argument that like that movie that genre shouldn't be like nominated, whatever. I think a star a star is born is the same quality. It's yeah, it's, it's entertainment. It's, such, it's just entertainment. And what it's it really did do a lot for movies. I think I think it got people so excited about that genre and like woke up that genre a little bit in a way that I would like agree with hadn't that. Had, like. It's so I would I would actually put I think it, it deserves to be on there. I think I would put it. I would put a, a higher above than like a movie like Star is Born. Just because whereas a Star is Born like is enter- more manipulative, like. To me, A Star is Born is more fantastical yeah. than the Black and Black Panther. <laughs> That's I'm gonna go on that limb because I'm just like I think it's so man, it's just manipulative, like, like emotionally holding manipulative. you, holding your hand, telling yeah. you how to feel every step of the way. Versus the movies you said you watched, like first, especially First Reform, which yeah. is my favorite year movie of last year. It's a movie that makes you have to be a participant while watching. It. Yeah, which I would think I agree. I think Eighth Grade does as well. I think. Uh, you were never really here. Lynn, Lynn Ramsey should have been nominated for best director. Um, sorry, really you got cool. me going. Yeah, I mean, the they Oscar. were really cool. Movie. They really should have been. Um, and it's a real shame. Uh, also watched Mamma Mia 2. People love Here we that. go again. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's such a stupid, bad movie. And I was like, I really wish I watched this in theaters. It's like, I was, I was screaming at this TV like... Uh, you know, just yell. Does ABBA exist in this universe too? Like, so like ABBA doesn't really exist. It's like the band that the mom is in. Have you seen any of these? I haven't seen shits? either, but my 
girlfriend has, Beth, yeah. she loves both of them because they're just like listen. Entertaining. If you want to talk about entertaining movies, <laughs> I mean, I was I never before have I so participated in a movie. Like I was I screaming lo- at. I it. love that. Enjoying every minute though, very fun. As you should. Yeah. As you should. Yeah, I have I, no guilty pleasures. Only <laughs> only what you love. Only <laughs> pleasures. Period. Well, that's great. That's a good way to spend a sickness when it when you get sick is yeah. just to watch and catch up on stuff. Just hundreds of movies, so many. A cup. Uh, oh, I watched what? a vampire movie called Near Dark, and oh, I don't. It was pretty cool because I was looking up female directors of uh, horror, and that movie uh, that movie kept coming up, um, and. Yeah, I just never seen it. A lot of people were comparing it to like Lost Boys, which I, I can sort of see, but um, it was directed by Catherine Bigelow, who. Oh, she has an Oscar for yeah, Best Picture? Yeah, for uh, What Hurt year Locker. was it? Um, 80s? Yes, I think. Well, it was I probably say, came before Her Strange Days, I'm guessing. Um, yeah, uh, 88. Okay. Yep. That's what it says. Um, pretty cool, pretty violent, crazy deaths in it. Like, Ooh. really neat. Um, I bought the DVD because it wasn't available on streaming anywhere. So if you want to borrow it, I, I should have brought it today with me. Yeah, I'll borrow it. Um, yeah, yeah, but it was it was a cool movie. Not to like cut to my recommendation. No, but I think Near Dark is great. That kind of genre gets us right into why we're here. That's right. Which is Hellboy. Yeah, you know? vampires of exist violent, in the world. Yeah. yeah, speaking of violence <laughs> and vampires, it's you know we're gonna get back on track. <laughs> You know, with Hellboy. Yeah. But uh, we have a, a segment, which we, last week, we definitely, we tagged this at the end because I remember to do it. But then this week, you know, we're going to make it an official segment going forward. It's the Boom Reviews. Oh, yay. <laughs> They're doing um, it. <laughs> this is any time one of our listeners, um, they post a five-star um, review that starts with the word boom um, on Apple Podcasts. We will give it a shout-out and read it. Yeah. This one comes from, um, it looks like the name is Wes Matisse, M-A-T-T-I-C-E. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that, incor- that correctly. Uh, Matisse, um, you know, but thank you, Wes. Um, His is titled Boom Crappers. And he goes, (laughs) Boom. You guys have a great podcast. Thank you. I recently found you and started from episode one. I'm almost caught up two episodes from being current. When I first listened, I was hoping for something that would elevate my Mignola verse knowledge and Intel. In Intel in and Intel on Mike himself. As soon as I heard you guys mispronounce Mike Mignola's <laughs> last name, I cursed you guys so hard. I'm sure. Of course. We deserved it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, we got a podcast about it. We got a podcast. We didn't know this shit, right? Listen, we, we grew. feel we feel we grew. That was our that was season one. And we've grown. As I continued listening to episodes and allowed you guys to mature and become true <laughs> Hellboy and my Mignola aficionados, <laughs> I still wouldn't call myself like an, an aficionado. We're getting there. I feel like by the end of this podcast, we will be. Yes. By the end, we'll be qualified to start one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll, by the end of the podcast, we'll officially be able to be hired to do it. I I have become a fan. I started reading Hellboy around 2002 and have never taken a break from Mignola and have listened or read anything he has produced or interviewed on, including attending as many in person interviews as I could find and afford. That's amazing. Sweet. You're you're definitely more of an aficionado than us, then. Yeah. Um, I will send an email too, but I won't I won't do that until I'm 100 percent caught up with you guys. 
Boom. Can't wait for Hellboy 2019. Wes, proud member of the Aw Crappers. I think you guys should be proud to be crappers. I I feel like I am now. I'm converted. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we're crappers. That's that's the official fan club of the podcast is... (laughs) We're crappers. <laughs> cool. I gotta go explain that to my mom. <laughs> She's like, "You still doing that podcast? <laughs> still doing that podcast? Like, still calling you crappers?" Yeah. Yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> well, Be thank you, Wes. We appreciate that boom review. Yeah, thank you. That's um, so cool. Yeah, it's very cool and very long review, and I loved it. I loved Perfect. every word. Great. Um, and again, for all you other listeners. You can get your review, um, call, shout that out, and read right here on the podcast. <laughs> but simply giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and have your review start with the word boom. boom. Well, let's keep moving this uh, episode along into uh, a segment we like to call Hell to Pay. <laughs> There's a lot out there, guys. Yeah. There's a lot of Hell, Hellboy merch coming our way. They're ramping it up for the movie, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And the Hellboy Day coming up in March. So the first thing I want to call out, um, which today, as of Monday that we're recording this, uh, prior to release, they announced um, this brewing company called Gigantic Brewing is doing um, a series of Hellboy beers. Yeah, dude. Um, they are the Hellboy Beer Series. They say, real quick, what it says, to commemorate the 25th anniversary of the publication of Hellboy's Seed of Destruction, Oregon's Gigantic Brewing and Dark Horse Comics are teaming up to create 666 cases of Hellboy beer based on award-winning cartoonist Mike Mignola's legendary character. All told, told, Gigantic Brewing will release six different Hellboy beers with flavors inspired by fan-favorite characters from the Hellboy comic books. Each new beer will be a limited edition run of 666 cases and will be released approximately every seven weeks. Uh, the first beer, Hellboy, features a maple syrup and pancake profile. That it's makes so sense. Cute it's and so great. adorable yeah. and amazing. Yeah, that's perfect for him, right? Yeah, dude. And it says Gigantic Brewing's first Hellboy beer will be released in March, ahead of the Hellboy Day on March 23rd. 2019, when comic book stores and fans across the country will celebrate 25 years of Hellboy comics and graphic novels. Um, and then the other, real quick, the other ones that will be coming out. I love how, too, it's like 6.66% alcohol. Yeah, I love That's it the percentage. So oh, Except for Trevor, which is 9.99, because I guess he's not evil. <laughs> he's not evil? He's nice. Or he's just old and he's or had he the most experience. He just he's an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trevor Broom's an alcoholic. <laughs> so the other characters are Liz Sherman's going to be doing Mole Chili Stout. Makes sense. Yeah. Her flames. Johan oh, Krauss chili. is going to be Citrus Wit Beer. Um, Abe Sabian's Indigo Blue Fruit Ale. Cool. The Blood Queen is going to be Cranberry Yuzu Sour. And then Trevor Broom is British Barley Wine. So that's going to be all, those are going to be so delicious. That's so fun, dude. And I like, want these fucking beers so bad. I hope to God we can get hold of them. You sent that to me and I was like, oh shit. And then I was looking, this um, beer company is so cool. They have, they sell posters of their like beer labels, which I hope they do for Hellboy too. I, they, um, and I, then I was looking at them and they have one for Too Much Coffee Man, which is like a comic that I love and yeah. is, they have a Belgian style black ale with coffee for too much coffee, or oh, they I, had, that's really they, good. I don't know if they still do. Right, they have the poster anyway, and I was like, "Fuck!" Like, I want, I want all this stuff. 
it's crazy that I, the first time I've ever heard of them doing these kind of like comic book themed beers. I mean, this. I've seen like themed beers for like, I feel like for, especially for like Game of Thrones, you see Game of Thrones, everywhere. I've seen those. I have a Game of Thrones glass yeah. that I got at a, at a bar here in LA when they were doing their beer, their, their beer promotion for the show. Uh, we do too. I was there. The, was it right it, above the Fonda? No, Theater? I mean they had uh, different locations. It was of some course. like Omagong thing that was like, mine. I can't remember the bar. It was in it was in Koreatown. That's all I remember. But yeah, they they the labels and it's all like original art. I believe all of it for the it's the original art it's for the be labels. So cool. I want them all. Yeah, um, the first like poster on here that they ha- they have one of the posters on the main page, which is really cool. Yeah, of him with his crown up hovering above his head. It's really gorgeous. It says Hellboy beer label. It's amazing. Um, everybody should go to giganticbrewing.com and check this out if you haven't heard seen it already. Yeah. And they say check back March 1st for details about the release party and where to buy Hellboy across the U.S. God, I just hope there's a place that's selling them that I can walk to from where I live I know, and pick them up immediately when they get released. Because I got to have them all. Because they're in like fucking, I drink of course they're in Portland, because that's like where he, that's where like where Magnolia lives, right? Like in Portland. Yeah. He's Still, a, I, think. I think, yeah. Or, or does he live in LA now? Couldn't tell you. I know he I used said that, to live in I was in confidently Portland. saying yes, but I don't feel, I feel like he doesn't live in LA. I don't feel like he's not, not an LA guy. Yeah. Looking at new pictures of him guy. with his beard, he looks like a guy from Portland. God damn it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they fly him out. <laughs> they fly him out for Comic Con and all that shit. Oh, man. But um, yeah, it's wait gonna be- now. Uh, on his uh, on his uh, bio here on the on the beers website, yeah. he lives in Southern California with his wife, daughter, and cat. See, I was wrong. I think, somebody, I think I think you're right. I think he, somebody gonna email when us about he was that. like Earl, like Earl, like I think this is a more recent development. I think uh, okay. he like lived in Portland for a long time because in his bio in the back of the novel, oh, he's living. He in- lived in Portland, I believe. Uh, there you go. So yeah, people live all over the world sometimes. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, me and him are both <laughs> Californians. That's amazing. But yeah, everybody, check this out. I think this is going to be a great buy. It's a must-have. I think for a if you're a drinker and you're a, a Hellboy fan. So for me, definitely for me too. <laughs> uh, great. Moving on. Also, we have some Hellboy collectibles. Um, I this link I came got off directly off of a Mike Mignola. Um, him reposting it about these upcoming uh, merchandise I, merchandise items and collectibles that are coming out for the 25th anniversary. Um, so number one is the Seat of Destruction, of course. Um, we have a, like this a cool new, cover new cover coming. <gasps> yeah, it's the 25th anniversary edition that's coming. It's the same original first cover of Hellboy, but just redone, if you look at it. Yeah, it's really nice. His new, where his style has developed, too. Yeah, crazy. It's so different, right? Yeah, it's, it's wild. It's so wild. But there's a lot of cool things in this post. You can go to 13thdimension.com is where this link is. Um, or just Google it. You'll, you'll find it on Mike Mignola's Twitter feed as well. But there's these cool coaster sets coming. Gotta put my beers on something. Yeah, you gotta get these with those beers. Fuck, man. They're pretty cool. I mean, they're only 10 bucks, too. This. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad for these uh, coasters. And they're cork-backed coasters. Yeah, dude. Oh, I want it's, gonna be, it's gonna be high quality. Yeah. Then you got some um, enamel pen sets. That's like a Hellboy, uh, nice. a king with a skeleton with a crown, the fro- a frog, another Hellboy. 
Very cool. Very, very good. Um, magnets. I'm thinking if there's something, I, li- I like pens, but yeah. I rarely buy them because I'm like, I never, I end up not putting them on anything. Yeah. I'm just scared they're going to fall off. I know you can get locking yeah. backs, but like, I don't know. I I'd be scared. scared too. I get scared. Uh, but these they're magnets so cool, are though. very cool as well. Um, Those are nice magnets, dude. Here's the, th- yeah, they're very cool. The things that would get, make me get a lot of these is that they're like, these magnets seem to be like a little bit of original art. They yeah. don't seem to just, because stuff, I think when merch just feels like it's a reprint of like a page or something from a comic plastered on something, I tend to not want it. Yeah, this looks like it's definitely newer versions of these like classic stories. Like he's got heads here, but it's clearly in his like newer style. Yeah. Like, I don't recognize all of them though. Some of them but maybe we have. They all look like, yeah, they look like cool new stuff or newer. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I like. Um, because I, if it's just, if it's just something I've seen before. Yeah. Like, great, cool. You took that frame. I feel like I'm getting gypped. But yeah, anything like, it's original like, art made for that, uh, that collectible. I'm like, cool. I want it. Yeah. I want it. Then they have a puzzle. If you're into puzzles, they got. And I uh, am. Oh, are you? Are <laughs> yeah, you a puzzler? I do like puzzles. Yeah. Right. Right. A thousand here. piece. That's a night. You know, it'll take a couple days. There you go. It's really cool looking too. That's what you should get yourself for Hellboy I Day. I think I should. I think I should. <laughs> I do believe this is like a poster that he did of the original art, but there's all the characters throughout. Um, it's very cool. I the, don't recognize Hellboy. everybody. This there's top a, person. If you I look know. at the version, Abe's Haven's a different version that we haven't really seen him yet. But I, we might have not yeah. met everybody yet, too. And yeah, where I don't we think are. I met top person here. Yeah, because which finders everybody on else, there? I see Baba Yaga. I see. Um, is that supposed to be Trevor or is that supposed to be which one? This like gentleman with the tie here is partially aware. I think is that, that is Mr. Witch Todd? Finder. A Witch Finder. I think oh, it's Witch oh, Finder. I see. I see. We haven't got. Well, I haven't we haven't met. really. We have not met him in, the, in going in the order we are. Looking like a Frankenstein monster kind of situation guy. Definitely. Okay. But I think that's Mr. Todd in the far back, in the middle. Oh, okay. Unless that's a young broom. I see. Maybe it is a young broom. I don't it know. It could be a young broom or. That monster at the top, I don't really know. Or if we have seen it, I forgot. I don't think we have. But it, you know, there's not a lot of stuff we haven't, we have not met yet or explored. But my brain is also has holes. For sure. <laughs> but then continue down on this great list of collectibles. You have a journal. Looks Sweet. pretty cool. Love um, me some stationery, dude. Yeah, that's a great stationery. A good thing to have, especially if you love Hellboy. Yeah. Oh, these playing cards are fucking sick. These playing too. cards, I saw them for the. Like only a couple minutes before we started recording. And I was like, these things are badass. They're great. Like all the kings are cool. Five bucks. Five bucks for a whole Give set. Me that. And that art looks, and you know, that's going to be like original art for that. Yeah. So that's what's like amazing. Yeah. Like he designed the characters too. That's fucking great. Oh, yeah. That's going to be possibly what I, I pretty need. Pretty straightforward mug. <laughs> yeah. Pretty straightforward mug. I thought I would, at I first I only mug. just saw the logo on a mug and I yeah. was like, I'm going to make this. Like, I don't need to. Yeah, you don't need to but do But you it. got the cool art on the back. With cool like, art on the back. Mugs are great. I just have too many. Man, I have so <laughs> many fucking mugs. They're also cool. Way though. too many. But that's all a great, a great merchandise that's coming out. Just some nice swag. I um, want this. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if I could have it all, I would have it all. God damn it. But then um, that said, I just wanted to really quick give a shout out to um, a great company um, because of those pins, if you guys like pins, um, this is somebody that Mike Mignola has retweeted. It's a company that does a lot of cool 
creations, uh, recreations of stuff from the comic books, I believe, as well as they have their own pins that they did and they've gotten like the rights to do. And it's called Skeleton Crew Studio LLC. Um, and it's amazing. They do a lot of different um, things. Like they have Lock and Key. They have the whole Joe Hill collection that you should check out if you like Joe, all that stuff. But all the Hellboy stuff is rad. Um, you should just take a look. All their pin and enamel pins are amazing. And they have much, much more. Um, just wanted to give them a shout out because I think they're a company that is providing a lot for the Hellboy oh, fans out there. That's look really cool. So, yeah, check them out. They have, like, all his little talismans and stuff. Yeah, they make these talismans from the comics and stuff. Oh, man, that's cool. And keys and the Hellboy BPRD. Like, it's it's amazing. Uh, I probably, there's probably some in here that I don't even, we haven't even read yet. Oh, cool. They have, like, Headlopper shit, too. Did you ever read that? It's like a, I follow this I like Headlopper a lot. I've only read the first storyline, though. It's cool. And I liked it quite a lot. Yeah, dude. So yeah, checked out again. That's still Skeleton Crew Studio LLC. Could I just Google that? Um, and then the last thing is something that I think is I'm super excited for because I think in previous episodes we've even complained about how, at least I've complained about how the library editions have the covers are not they're reprinted without color. Yeah, and it's cool. They're there. You can see an idea of what they were, but you don't get them see them in their full glory. Yeah. So they are coming out with darkhorse.com. Um, it's weird because it's an announcement that they've just made, but I don't think it's coming for quite a while, actually. I can't remember the release date of it. It's sometime after the- July the, 3rd? Yeah, it's quite a ways away. Yeah, that's a while. Um, but it's very cool. It is the 25 years of covers. Hellboy, oh, 25 years really of colors. Sweet. Um, I hope they have every single cover from his major storylines. I don't know. The bullet points say it will have all Hellboy issue covers from Seed of Destruction to Hellboy in Hell. So I guess that is all of them. Great. That's great. I think I read that wrong earlier and I thought that it was only in, implying just oh, like those two. Ones? Yeah, yeah, but it's, I want to, I want all the covers. That immediately right there made me go, I will be buying this book. Yeah. Yeah. Then, of course, House of the Living Dead, Midnight Circus, Into the Sea, Into the Silent Sea, excuse me. Hellboy in Mexico, Hellboy, um, Grapsonaut, Krampusnaut, Krampusnaut, God, I'm terrible. That's the Krampus one. Yeah, Did the he one like that won last that award, year. Yeah, right? he won an yeah, award. Yeah, I remember we talked about that, yeah. Hellboy Winter Special, of course, BPRD, The Devil You Know, number 15, which I believe is the last, or one of the last ones, if not the last one of that mm-hmm. series, and the cover's upcoming unannounced titles and so forth. Cool. And everybody should pre-order this, because I think... As soon as I get a little bit of X money, I got to pre-order this. Got to have those covers. Yeah. It's another thing that I got to have them all. Got to have it. Got to have all the shit. Got to get the tiki mug and pour the beer into it. Yeah, there you go. Put it on my coaster. What a dream. What a dream. (laughs) What a dream to have those things together. But that's it. (laughs) If Uh, Mike Mignola ever came into my house, he'd be like, I got to leave. I got to leave. You have too much of what I do. I'm scared of you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you'll want to stay. We're pretty, we're cool guys. We're I cool. think so, yeah. We're cool. But yeah, that's it. That's the segment. That's a long a and a lot shit. for hell to pay. Yeah, dude. Go check it out, guys. Um, there's a lot there. I know we went over a lot, um, but it's all worth Googling unless you know the links, get it, pre-order that stuff. You know, this stuff's built for us as fans of Hellboy, so we should all, we should all have it in our houses, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, that was our segment, Hell to Pay. Moving on, our next segment, you know, it's a new favorite. 
We need to get our right hand of drop yeah. prop. This is our fourth prop. <laughs> so it's February 11th when we're recording this, and this will come out on Wednesday the 13th. 13th? Yep. So that gives you one day to draw this prompt and have it be relevant. It's a um, Hellboy Valentine. So like, you know, like when you're in grade school and everybody has to give everybody those little val- like themed Valentines like with Scooby-Doo on it and shit. Yeah. And it'll have like a Scooby-Doo-ish pun. Um, I immediately always think of the Simpsons episode where Lisa gives oh, it, or yeah. Ralph gives it to Lisa and it's and choo, I choo, 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 choose you. you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that to me is like. And there's a, whatever she gives him like, there's a B on it. <laughs> let's be, f- be friends. That, yeah. Let's is be friends. Yeah. Oh my God, so sad. Yeah. So that um, like, but in Hellboy. Yes. But like a Hellboy themed one. So try to, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. Just try to. Bust I mean, one out. the go-to one is just going to be like, I'll go to hell to you, for uh, you. I would go to hell and oh, back for, for you, you. <laughs> baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like a little to and from on it. Yeah. There's so um, many, yeah. I think there's so many characters. That's I a great th- prompt. Yeah. I think we could do it. It would be, you know, you got to be quick artist if you want to give them away or you yeah. could do it belated or, you know, save it for next year. It fucking it comes, year. comes back every year, dude. Yeah. Valentine's is always here. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> Forever. Oh my gosh. Oh fuck, I gotta go buy a card. Oh, you gotta get flowers. I gotta <laughs> if get I flowers. give Jessica a Hellboy card, she'll kick my ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. But that's Just great. kidding, she doesn't hit me. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> you Just kidding. You're telling the audience that she doesn't makes it sound like she does yeah. more. <laughs> Blink twice if you need help. Oh god, we gotta stop recording. Yeah, I gotta I take think, you uh, I gotta take you. Rescind all of this. No, not funny. You're in a Never great funny. relationship. That's no, there's nothing funny about yeah. spousal abuse. Yes, exactly. Okay. Oh my God. Let's move <laughs> on. Back to it again. Right hand of draw this week. Yeah. The prompt is Hellboy Valentines. <laughs> great. <laughs> Can't <laughs> wait to see those. Uh, we've been loving all of the ones we have had. They're great. Oh God. my God. They're they made me laugh so like they're perfect. I'm they each have like different personalities. In my office, like looking at them, they're so good. Yeah, high quality. I love them so. They're much. so fun. Thank you guys for making those. We love reposting. I really them. appreciate. It. Like they're so cool. And we're gonna post mine really soon. <laughs> in mine, I swear to God, <laughs> I swear. we have a backlog. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, great. So that's it for our first segments. Now we're going to move on to what this episode is about. What, yeah. um, Hellboy material. You thought that we were going to jump right into the BPRD comics, yeah. but we're taking a little step back in time. We finally, um, got to reading the first ever Hellboy novel, yeah. the, which is called The Lost Army, yeah. uh, written by Christopher Golden. I don't know how to like jump into this because it's not. I, I guess I mean I still have the info. So like, yeah, tell us a little bit Golden, about just the synopsis right? and stuff. Yeah, um, illustrated by Mike Mignola. So there's like a bunch of really cool illustrations in here that are kind of sprinkled throughout. Yes. Um, published June first, nineteen ninety seven, and like brief like cover description, which is what's on the wiki, like the Hellboy wiki. In five twenty five BC, Persian king Cambyses sent fifty thousand soldiers across. The conquered Egyptian desert to take an oasis city not far from where the Libyan border stands today. According to Greek history, a hurricane force sandstorm struck near the end of their 600 mile trek. The army, all 50,000 men, vanished without a single trace. 
Fast forward to 1986, a British archaeological team. I immediately fuck up. (laughs) Fast forward to 1986, a British archaeological team said to the... (laughs) Keep it up. I I love this energy. I'm too like boogery. I sound like such a little I love it. It sounds like you're like a nerdy professor. (laughs) Yeah, that's how I feel. Sent to the edge of the Great Sand Sea to exhume evidence of the incident has also gone missing. So the Bureau for Paranormal Research and Defense is sending the world's greatest paranormal investigator, Hellboy, to find the missing Brits and discover what became of the lost army. Oh. So it takes place in 1986, eight years before Seat of Destruction. Right. So he's just gone. He goes on a BP. It's a BPRD mission. In 86. So he's been like running around and like, you so know, not that early. in the moors and shit. Yeah. He's like a pretty seasoned. He's a seasoned guy. guy at this and he has point. quite a relationship with the, what's her name? Uh, Anastasia. Brands. Yeah. Anastasia. Yeah. Anastasia. Uh, great. I'm probably, I'm probably. Anastasia. Anastasia. I and then they hear they, some people call her St- St- Stacy or Stacia. And he does Stacia. not like that. Um, yeah, it just doesn't fit. Cool. Or she doesn't like it, I think, too. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't remember. Like, yeah. There's a lot. Um, so I think maybe the best way to tackle this. Page by page. page we're going to read. Word by we're word. We're going to read it just like we do with <laughs> We'll the do the voices like <laughs> we're gonna mommy and daddy this reading you a bedtime story. We didn't plan on it, but we're going to read this whole <laughs> book to you guys now. It's going to be almost twice as long as our normal podcast. Yeah, this is going to be about what? How many like how many pages? A page is more than a minute. So... <laughs> Wow, we're going to be here for wow, over doable. 12 hours? Yeah. All right, let's get cracking. That is not going to happen. Right. Okay, so. So I think I'm going to break it down into three segments maybe for us to discuss the book. Sounds good. Because I think that's the only way it's sort of manageable. Sure. Um, I think we should start with what we liked. Then yeah. we'll move into like what we needed more of, which is sort of a soft way to say like, this, you know, I didn't like this, but it's more about like, what do we need more of? And like. Sure. And then like. And then our just our last like thoughts, our final thoughts. So these are our three little segments. That sounds perfect. To tackle a novel. <laughs> oh, how organized we are. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, it's weird to have this whole thing. Uh cool. Well, kick us off. So what in our seg- our first our first discussion of the book is yes. what did we like about this? What do we like? I think the main thing that I liked is that you kind of get an inner monologue for Hellboy. So you kind of get to have a little insight into his thoughts. Christopher Golden does a pretty good job of like trying to convey Hellboy's humor in the same way. Like right. he ends up, you know, he ends up giving the same like blunt delivery to like big grand speeches and stuff like that. And it's kind of cool to hear his like worries and um, just like hear that all spelled out instead of inferring it kind of. Yeah. Like it's just a different form of storytelling. So it's, you're kind of getting more insight that way. I think. Yeah. Cause a novel is known to be able to do that to get you right in to the character's head, which comics aren't not known for. Yeah. Traditional comic books can't tend to use like thought, not thought bubbles so I much. I feel like anymore. Mignola like never he uses never used, That's what bubbles. I was going to say is like, even though a lot of people will use like now, um, word panel. What do you, Oh my gosh. Word. Yeah, like a yeah, like a, the boxes. The boxes. Like, I just know, can't like, believe like exposition. Like a lot of times, that will be inside a um, a character's head right. now as well, instead of a thought bubble. Yeah, but like Mignola sparingly has ever used that, if yeah. not at all, that I'm at this point. Yeah, at least for Hellboy. Yeah, it's just not traditionally you're going to do that. Like it's other very characters cinematic will talk about book. him sometimes, or like. 
But they use it yeah. mostly like when someone's giving a grand speech and you're seeing like images along with it, but you're still hearing them. Yeah. You don't really hear an inner an inner monologue. Yeah. So that was I thought that was so, like yeah, kind of right. cool. And it's like obviously like Mignola must have worked with him to make sure everything was like kosher and like was like, oh cool, yeah, Hellboy would think that way. Or, you know, I'm sure he like you know, he contributed all this art to it. Like I'm sure he had a lot of big say in That's what I liked down. about it at first is that it felt oh, I'm just it didn't feel like a departure at all from the comics. Yeah. It felt like, oh yeah, I'm reading a book version of the comic. Like tonally, I think it matches. I think so too. From page one, I was like, oh, wow. Like yeah. I'm reading a comic. I'm reading a Hellboy story. I can visualize by, it. Very easily. Yeah. I, I And also this, in addition to that, I loved the first opening scene of this book. Yeah, him like with <laughs> Fighting the that- tentacly thing in the Bentley or whatever. <laughs> yeah, very... Uh, H.P. Uh, Lovecraft that yeah. had taken over a car. Yeah, I'll be honest. I, I mean, I'm not not to diminish or like the rest of the book over that because of this, but I sort of wish that was the whole that kind of that like could have been the book. If that. I guess it was. I mean, it was cool to. It, he felt way more Indiana Jonesy, I guess, just because of the nature of the setting of uh-huh. like, um, like not so much. A like dank British castle, but you're in this dry, dusty sort of area where yeah. you have to uncover stuff. And like, and he found a couple of artifacts that sort of like, yeah, yeah, cha- that um, influenced the way the story would go. Yeah, it had to be like studied and everything. I thought that was cool. I guess you get his like romantic history a little bit that He's he fucked. has one. Yeah, he has fucked <laughs> like him and Anastasia. His dick isn't like a weird <laughs> hoof dick. No, he has hooves, but he's got a dick. He's, he's got, got a yeah, normal he's dick. Got a normal dick, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> a big, just a big honking red. dick. I really don't want to Google with that a goatee on it because <laughs> too much dirty fan art. Like, I'm sure. Yeah. What is it? Rule like 32 or something like that? Am I? Where it's like, if it exists, there's porn of it. I don't know that rule. Oh, That's God, a very I'm, funny I'm gonna thing. I'm going to Google it. I'm going to get put on the list. If it exists. Rule, I think it's rule 32. If it, so what's the rule? Rule 34. Okay. Um, refers to the ubiquity of pornography online. If there, if there is porn of it, no exceptions. So I'm sure if we Googled Hellboy porn. It's out there. It, uh, you'd find it. You'd yeah. see, you'd see what somebody's interpretation of uh, Yikes. Hellboy's dick. Um, but it's not uh, done in such a man like uh, obviously in this book it's like treated like oh, oh this is his like it's not like gross if anything the character the professor character gets gross gets pretty gross when they're he's, like, like stuck in that spidery web yeah, Sorry, there's your spoilers for anybody out there that right there. we're gonna probably talk about all of it yeah just heads oh, up. yeah but yeah, his dick gets hard. It straight yeah. up says he gets hard and then tries to get Pushing it on his Pushing his erection against her and licks her face. face. Yeah, it's pretty gross. And she's like, you disgusting man. <laughs> like, yeah, and headbutts him twice. Yeah, I said we were friends. <laughs> to be fair, at that point, he had picked up an amulet that made him like a lustful animal or something. But he had already been sort of creepy and like he yeah. already had thoughts about how he, he like thought spurned. it was weird that they had sex. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, people, they're very judgmental of Hellboy and to think, you know, in the first place, like they're like, he's a demon. Like what the fuck is he? Let alone like, Oh, he boned the girl I like. So um, I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be super mad. (laughs) Yeah. And think it's all gross and shit. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I want to go back a little bit on this Hellboy sex thing. I think it's very cool because we've, we've, 
I mean, I don't need to watch him have sex or hear his sex capades, but the <laughs> fact that we've talked multiple. So you won't read my fan fiction. <laughs> I will not pick it up. You can leave that 500 manuscript here and I will never open it. <laughs> I keep bringing it every time I come over here. And it here. keeps getting thicker and thicker. You keep adding <laughs> yeah. pages. <laughs> um, and it's all him. It's just him in a brothel and he has endless That's right. money. That's right. The opening is Broom giving him a fucking It's like uh, if you played The Sims and budget. just put in Rosebud. Oh, it's just him with a million billion dollars. <laughs> Yikes. Anywho, I'm sorry. What were you going to say? I love it. No, but we've constantly talked about how what we love about Hellboy that through reading it up to this point of like what we love from page one of the, even the teasers is that we see his humanity. Yeah. He happens to be a demon or half demon creature that a monster in a sense that most people would fear in general, but he has displayed due to the fact also of who he was raised with very like much like a Superman story, but it has shown his humanity over the demon that we visually see. Yeah. And I think that is another aspect of him is showing that he can he can like have a re- an adult relationship yeah. that involves sex and intimacy that gives him more humanity. It's very much humanizing him too. I like yeah, I agree. And it's a I think it's thing. a pretty essential part of him displaying his humanity. Like I don't know. It's like I think it's I, I it's not that it's like like I would never think that it would be unnecessary. I think it does help illustrate this character better that he would have like reg- like a normal romantic adult relationship with another person. Yes. Um yeah, I think so I think that does add to his character. For sure. I think so. Which is pretty much what you said one second ago. No, but you you said it again and it <laughs> yeah, sounded great. I agree. <laughs> I loved all everything that came out of your mouth. Um yeah, it was Ugh. cool. And then I sound like a rune. <laughs> love everything that came out I of your mouth. I love everything. <laughs> Uh yeah, dude, he, that sucked. He was like so, and Hellboy like sees him. And he's like, this guy's like a creep. Like right from the beginning, he has like a bad feeling about him. Yeah, felt like I was there. I felt like I was, you know, that feeling of like getting sand in your mouth. I feel like was conveyed a lot. Oh, the definitely like, the dryness. Yeah, of the, desert. the heat, like with him jumping out and like immediately feeling this like oven of heat. Um, I thought that was cool. You get a bunch of like standard stuff that you would get in a comic with Hellboy. You get him fighting a tentacly monster. Um, you know, you get him like being carried around by little funny like gremlins and stuff. Yeah. Like fucking chuds, little like uh what is it like cannibalistic humanoid. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're very reminiscent of the uh the almost colossus um, humunculi. Yeah, they're like, very much like you. Like you can imagine, even before you see the drawing that Mignol has included of these guys, it's like, oh, I know what these look yeah. like. Or, or if you've read other comic books, you're immediately like somewhat thinking like mole men or yeah. stuff like that. But just these little creepy guys. You get like a cool um, spider. I think it was cool to see a spider because I don't know if we've really seen him draw. Big no, giant we haven't spiders. seen the spider. So that was cool to see like that I, art. I, I, oh, should I save that? I would say this about the spider for me. Mm-hmm. What I liked about it was when the man changed into a spider. That was cool. I that thought that part, drawing that was really the, cool too. The drawing with is his awesome. arms hanging down. Yeah, that to me Fucking was where it got. Sick. I was really inter- when I got actually in- interested in the spiders when he became one. Yeah, because I think terrifying. that's the thing. Is like from th- from scene to scene. I think they're just trying to throw a lot of stuff at you, but it's not necessarily like, I mean, it. I, I think it wasn't like 
the most amazing book. But as far as something that adds to the Hellboy series, I think it's like, I think it's a cool addition. And I did enjoy reading it. Like, yeah. And I, it felt like it, it felt like a pulpy fun adventure that you would read in like a, like an old adventure magazine or something. You know, I'm not like an yes, expert on those, but I, sure. I've read like a handful and that's what it feels like. It just feels like, you know, week to week this would come out. Like it feels like one of, of like a four part little mini series that Mignola would put out. Yeah, I could see that totally. But all together. It, it, it did, it did feel like it existed. It was no departure from the Hellboys books yeah, yeah. that we've read so far. It just it felt really, an additional story. Yeah. It could be easily be one of those those Hellboy like help the new currently they're being published like Hellboy and BPRD 19 whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. It could be his in the 80s and you would be like, "Oh, it fits right in." Right. Totally. I we've said that a 100 times and it makes and it's 100 percent true. Yeah. I don't know what else to say else I like. I mean, there are like cool moments that are of of horror that I actually like. The when they find all the the um members of the archaeological team, like their body parts hung in a tree. And like yeah. even MI5 like guys are just puking about and, like, it. Icor <laughs> hanging from the <laughs> limbs and like Yeah, I thought the description of stuff was like pretty gruesome and great. Yeah. And like her head, like Lady Catherine's head, um, everybody being like sufficiently disgusted by it. Like I think it like didn't it like gave proper weight to the horrificness of it. And this is like the most deadly Hellboy story. We've seen hundreds of people died in this fucking yeah, book. Yeah. A lot of people get I mean a ton of people shit happens in this story. Yeah, like so many soldiers die. Like all but five soldiers live, I think it says at the end. Yeah. Where it's like But even that with all like the gore, you're like Yeah. I think we've seen we've seen some gory stuff. Don't get me wrong, like walk awake the devil has like Elsa going into the, like the Iron Man, but you don't really see any of that. She yeah. just walks in, and we're, we don't get to see the horror of it to the degree. Yeah, that this, and, is, this literally is just like Catherine. the sheer numbers is like insane. Yeah, like the whole ending thing where they're all the soldiers are like in the oasis in a circle, shooting outward at like the Persian undead army, and then you have like the wraiths, like the ghosts of the previous expedition coming back and ripping zombies apart midair. Like <laughs> it's fucking gruesome. It like, it reminded me of the cover of the game doom where there it's like a soldier, like shooting all these like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think you're right. Like there, I, um, all the great, each that has very great like moments throughout the yeah. book. that are like that. You get like human transformations into monsters. You get the jackal and you get the spider transformation. Yeah. Like a lot of really Mignola y shit. Like some really, mm -hmm. you know. And you have a wizard who's trying yeah. to bring back a giant demon that's a, big, a giant storm. Very mummy esque before the mummy. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. The mummy becomes Hasrat a storm. is very much just an Egyptian, <laughs> Egyptian god. So that's probably an imagery that. <laughs> I could see that being something that's in Egyptian like folklore of like gods being storms. Oh, yeah. Like because the they're idea, just the, uh, Yeah. The idea of the gods being like elements and like. The, just the idea of like this other world of the dead being right next to this living world and being very much involved in it. Like I thought that was, that was cool. And also like even at the beginning, how they get him in the desert, they make him jump out of a fucking plane. Yeah. They and like his kick him parachute out. does not work. Yeah. He's like a hundred feet above the ground before his thing finally, his chute finally yeah. opens. Oh, and he lands on a camel and, and squishes it. it. And he feels bad. I was like, is that 100%? I mean, 
this is very early in the book. So I was like, I was like, man, that's pretty fucking gnarly for like right off the bat. But then by the end, it's like human beings yeah, getting fucking like, massacred. But he killed a camel. There's a PETA person that doesn't like this book simply because of I that think moment. so. Yeah, because his little humps got bumped in. <laughs> I think no, it's it's horrible. It would be horrible. You broke that fucking camel's back. If you it were there watching it, how horrible would that be? It would be like honking and like oh, fucking all of its no, guts coming out. No, that would be terrible. It would be the worst. That's the first thing he does when he lands in Egypt. And they and he scares when that happens. He actually scares like those scares the shit out of the like Bedouin guys. Yeah. yeah, they're like sort of like camel shepherds, I guess. Yeah, like ugh, it was it was it's a pretty gruesome. It's a pretty gruesome book. Like a lot of like really bloody shit happens. There. Yes. Um, yeah. Great. So then what could you have used more of? More of, yeah. Like what do we want more of or? Pictures. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. I mean. Like, I enjoyed the read. I want to see it's it. Gonna, I want to see I wanna, it. Like Hellboy. I feel like such best, a child. But, but at the same time though, Hellboy works best. In comic book form and yeah. Mignola, I think, and I, I, I add that with this being a different me- me- medium, yeah. not saying it doesn't work in, entirely, but no, it still it's not adds its something. greatest. It still brings something to the universe, but it's, yeah, of course it's like, it's, it's just like the movies are the not going to be The novels aren't going to replace the comics by exactly. Yeah. And I kept, fi- I found myself like looking really forward to every time a, a little piece of art would come in, like. Just seeing like the storm with the eyes and like all this other cool shit. I was like, I want to see. Oh yeah. The zombie with the axe picture. There's so many cool illustrations that are in this book. So honestly, I mean, we need more pictures. While I liked, I enjoyed the read. I was like, I, this makes me just want to look at a comic book. Yeah. It made me just want to, it's like, can we just do, can you guys want to just adapt this to a comic? I mean, I'm sure I bet it just, it probably just would take him so fucking long to draw everything. Right. And he's like, and I do like the idea of him being like, I get to kind of pick and choose what I want to draw here. Like whatever image is inspiring to me, I get to draw and just throw it in there. Yeah. And I get it. And he's also giving over the thing he created and allowing it to be in a different form, which is all right. Like he's just must he, have been nerve wracking. Yeah, and he handed it over, and he said, "Let me let this other guy sort of give it," because he's like, "I'm not going to write a damn novel. Let me let him a novel." Yeah, and he probably got a good check for it. Let's be honest. I hope so. <laughs> like I feel like if you create your own, you're getting a good at least some money from yeah. it. Yeah, I want to preface my my knowledge of books, my ability to critique a book. I think it's, I think I know really bad and I think I know when I'm reading something that's great. Right. But those books that tend to fall in between, like I, I, I couldn't be the biggest critique of it because I don't read enough. Like I couldn't, that's fine. do you know what I mean? Like if I picked up Angels and Demons and read it, I would probably be like, it's fine, but you, I don't know. I don't read enough to tell you like why that book is shit. Sure. sure. Does that make sense? Or yeah, a book like, is Yeah, like analyze, like you didn't know, you know, it, unless you went to unless you're a writer or like know about structure of novels and like, this is a lot of intricate shit that you people study for years. So yeah. it's like, yeah. Now that being said though, I do think that this book is only okay. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I felt it's okay. I, you can like, you, I feel yeah, like yeah. you still know what you like. Yeah. Right. And, Cause I, I would even say I've read a couple of books that are like, like I'm gonna put some books that I know are trash. Like <laughs> I read Shadows of the Empire. That move that book is trash. Let's be honest. I never read it. I never uh, really read it's, any. It's Star just Wars it's just stuff. like a filler in book. You know what I mean? That somebody's mm-hmm. making up a, a. But it's like it looks like a book. 
<laughs> you read it, it, it feels like a book, it describes Seems things less. like a book does, but really it's like there's Looks nothing like that's memorable. <laughs> But I also like think I thought you said you didn't know about books. <laughs> but but, I, but here's what I'm I was go- here's what I was going with that. I would honestly like this is something that bothered me about reading this book and maybe even slightly made it a slog to get through mm-hmm. is that the pages and I remember this because when I first originally read it, it was I actually had a physical copy of it, and then I the digital one actually looks entirely the same. The paragraphs, the way that the paragraphs are like structured on the page yeah. i hate in this book there's so much white space that what i th- are you using for your is that hoopla or what? yeah this is hoopla for mine you can like now i'm just geeking out about hoopla i changed my like background to like you oh. can change it a shit ton if you go to like this little <laughs> now we're just talking but about even hoopla if you works. change it a lot like can you go to like a you couple can change of pages the font shit too like, i can change it on here as well and I would make the fucking, I would make it so big. I made the font big. Like, I feel like I'm looking at a jitterbug phone or something. That's like, I'm an so old person. Funny. And, but it just helped me. I felt like when I was like clicking through, it felt like more productive or whatever to be like getting to each new page. I found that it just made me, it was a lot faster of a read that way. Yes. Um, I as, totally help. You know, but it's more so like if I look at the page, like how it is originally supposed to be printed. Yeah, yeah. I feel Just like not there's, laid out there's great. yeah, like there's so much white space to me. And this is how it felt when I was reading the original book. See, Somewhere. yeah, uh, yeah. I it's can great for the mean. illustrations, but it feels like I'm reading in a fucking outline this whole. Yeah, that's what it gave me the experience of not reading like a full fledged novel. Not a ton like the dialogue is there, but I feel like there's there's not a lot of like back and forth conversation. Like there'll be like a, a piece of dialogue said, and then a paragraph of description about what's yeah. going on. And then another piece, like there's not too much back and forth. So I think like in a, nor- in a, in another novel, you might see a lot more of that and it would get broken up more naturally or something. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I just think I've read other things again. I think, I guess that's just the I publisher. Think it's an adequ- too. And it's also a publisher. It could be yeah. the writer. I think it's an adequate read. Don't get me wrong, because I don't I don't read all the light, but like I compare it like to my my favorite books like Dune and I'm like, this feels like a fucking book. This felt more like an outline that's in the form of a book. That's fair. And it's fine. It works and it kept me feeling and maybe that's what's hard and is it that is short too. Like it's keep, brief and yeah, like, it is very we're, brief. and we're used to it being in this other format. Like I I can see you thinking that. That being said, like there were parts that I really, really liked and I'm I'm glad I read it because I feel like it fleshes out the character better and like I thought like Anastasia was like pretty cool I mean they don't really go into her too much right like they describe her physically um fuck I gotta find this um that just reminded me of this like stupid meme I saw holy shit I'm such a <laughs> you look grandma. up that meme and I'm gonna tell you yeah. another thing that I another thing that I think I would have like maybe I didn't want more of but I needed like I wanted more of this to be here's what I wanted more of I wanted it to be more Hellboy and Anastasia and that centric yeah I personally hated all any time it cut back and I get that you might have it might have grown into that payoff to of the them. soldiers. You mean fucking like to any time I was stuck with the soldiers, I fucking hated. Yeah, because they don't really build them up in a way where it's like, 
oh, he's cool. Like, I want to see what he's, he's doing. He's just an ornery guy. He's just like an asshole. And then move. another American asshole shows up. Right. Shapiro and is no assholes at each other. other. Oh, I hate like, it. Yeah, like when they're down dumb. in the when they before they meet the spiders, uh, they're down in like the they're trying to find that hidden like wall in the cave that yeah. they find. And it cuts back to like the MI5 guys in their tent talking about what they're gonna do. And I was like, Can we this please stop? Yeah. I do not care about anybody here. And I just feel like for me, like what's made Hellboy so great, at least what I have read, what we've read so far, BPRD function feels like it functions on its own. Like it doesn't need, it's not a department where they go like, well, we have BBRT, but we have to send Emma or another person with them. So this felt like, it felt a little bit like filler to me, those characters. And then maybe you got the payoff of them fighting the army. But, I guess that's it. Like it's this whole buildup for you to care about them, like having this crazy shootout. But they make them such like you know, s- assholes <laughs> that it's like hard to be like, you know, it's hard to be sympathetic to them when that happens. Like they even kind of talk about how his two bodyguards—you can't tell the difference between yeah, them. Yeah, Carruthers. Like and the whole else. time, like it was, it was like this joke about it, and it was like, yeah, well, I, I can't either as a reader. Like I. It doesn't make me care when, I mean, although I thought that, that it was kind of cool when at a certain point he was like, when one, the one, one of the two bodyguards dies and he's like, now I know, you know, this one's dead and that one's alive. Yeah, you got rid of one of the that's characters. That's really now morbid and I feel bad for thinking that, but that's like, I, I like, I thought like that was kind of a, it was, it was like a cool insight into seeing like that while Hellboy is flippant, he or see, might seem flippant when he does like all this shit that's like, you know, having like not, not like a one liner necessarily, but like being like, um, like saying like one cool little thing. Right. And then it seems like he's di- being dismissive of like these dangerous situations, but he is thinking about like, Oh, a human life was just taken and that's yeah bad. And I want to avoid that. But like, I have a question for you. Yeah. You've, I think you've read more than me. Have you read Game of Thrones? Um, I've read the first three Game of Thrones. <laughs> okay, books. one or two of those books had to have like an action sequence in it, right? Or like a battle. Yeah. How yeah, does he like handle that? Because how does he handle it? Is it more about their mental, like inside their mental states during that, or is it really written out like what's occurring action wise? I feel bad. I haven't read them in a long time. Because here's the reason why is that I, I'm, I know Dune has done some action sequences, but nothing like. I know there's action that has taken place in when I've read Dune and I've loved that book. I love I love those books. But how do that, they do the scene where he's like fighting? I'm just thinking of the movie where they have that crazy CGI where he's like fighting and they're like in that like they're like polygraphic like kind of like Oh, the, the guards. Do they are they like do, does Yeah, that there's like something that they have add where up to the book. Yeah, I mean every the book actually that movie which has its flaws, David Lynch's Dune. Yeah. It actually lives, it's pretty close to the, what the book is. Cool. I actually think it's a, I like that movie. It's a pretty for cool adaptation. Yeah. I mean, nice. I'll tell you right now, this is a whole other side discussion. I'm more, I'm getting more and more excited for Denny, Denny's new uh, one. The guy that directed Blade Runner and Arrival. Oh, Denny I didn't Vu- know about that. I don't know how to pronounce his last name properly. Um, oh, but he's going to do Dune? Yeah. And he, his cool. cast is amazing. Timothy, yeah, I mean, I don't even love the guy, but I think he's perfect casting. Timothy Chalamet is playing young um, 
Oh my God. I just blanked out. The main on, character. Yeah. And I just mad. I can't McLaughlin, think of Kyle McLaughlin. Yeah. But I should know the character's name and I'm going to get, you guys I forgive can email you. me. Edit this out. <laughs> no, I'm not going to edit out. It's young Leo, but Leo's his dad, I believe. Um, but then the rest of the cast are just, you just look up the cast of Dune, everybody. It looks amazing. But I'm going to find this shit action, for you right now. <laughs> I'll be honest. Like the action in Paul? this. Paul. Yes. God, I can't. Paul Atreides. I forgive you. Yes, uh, Paul. Thank you. Paul A. But the rest of the cast is amazing. His dad is played by Oscar Isaac. It's going to be... F the oh, mom. Cool. The mom is fucking Rebecca Ferguson from Mission Oscar Impossible. Isaac, oh, cool. It's... Uh, Charlotte Rambling is playing the fucking, like, the, the main mother. Uh, it's fucking... I cannot wait. David, David Bautista's in it. The cast is brilliant. But... That being said, the action in the Lost Army, I I I, I don't know why. Again, it, it felt more like outliney than I felt like it was ever in it. It's like a description for for Mike to draw, like kind of a thing. I I guess that's really it. Is I just like crave that as a drawing. That's how I kept thinking. I was like, the way that they're doing action in this book, the way they're describing, is something I should be watching or like visually intaking yeah. rather than reading about it. And that got in the way a lot and made it hard to get through it on the second read a lot. I think that's that's fair. But that that's it. I wanted it just to feel more like it was a novel and it flowed a little better. Yeah. Because I think a novel, whoever, the masters of novels are the ones I've read. I'm like, these things just flow. And I don't know how they, like, and they have different styles, of course, because, like, I think Dune flows way differently than, like, when I read, um, Elmore Leonard I'm like oh this has like more of like this very casual bit, but there's a different flow to it yeah there's never a part where I feel like I'm slogging forward it's just like it's just taking me on a journey this felt like I had to like work a bit to get through yeah yeah <laughs> I know it's harsh sorry Christopher Golden it's just like I don't think so. maybe I, the other ones are know. getting gonna get better I don't know and it's their first attempt at novelization yeah so it's like I've know. never read any of like a movie, a movie like novelization, novelization before. And I feel like this is what they would feel like. I have a book. <laughs> I have a little like grade school version of an X-Files episode that I got. I like it. it's it was just in my room forever. I, I think I still have it. I should bring it next time. I found this meme. It, it, do, it doesn't really apply to this. Okay, book, go okay. for it. What's this meme? Um, it like it's it semi does, but but not really. It's a little unfair to it. it Christopher Golden doesn't do this to the degree that this meme is like, you know, exaggerating yeah. this uh, idea. Um, but it's from, you know, the guy who made it of this meme. I'll give him credit. Scott Beowulf, which is a great name. Very yes, stupid. Very good name. Um, and it just says male writers writing female characters. Cassandra woke up to the rays of the sun streaming through the slats on her blinds, cascading over her naked chest. She stressed, her breasts lifting with her arms as she greeted the sun. She rolled out of bed and put on a shirt, her nipples prominently showing through the fa thin fabric. She breasted boobily to the stairs and tittied downwards. <laughs> That's very good. And it's just very funny to but me. But I do it's think like, there's a moment in what he describes There's a little bit of it, just a little here. tiny bit. It's not like, it's not to an extent but that's like crazy. But doesn't he mentions her tits though? Uh, yeah. I feel like he totally does. She breasted boobily down the, you know. <laughs> but like, like in, in Golden Army or Lost Army, he mentions... Yeah, he mentions like her boobs, he and it's not even when her physically. Yeah, yeah, so that yeah, is a yeah. very male thing of like, well, they must be so self-aware of her well, tits plus, all I the time. Too, like, I think like as 
a reader, you want to know what the character, like if Hellboy is in this romantic relationship, you probably do think like, well, what kind of a person is with him? Um, but yeah, there like tends to be generous description of women as opposed to like, you know, we know that like the professor is kind of like thin and is a um, British man of Indian descent. Like that's sort of yeah. like the extent of it. You don't really know, like, yeah. you know, and also you just too much more like <laughs> knowing that she has tits doesn't add anything to her <laughs> fucking character. Hey man, you gotta know. You gotta, <laughs> unless it's, I'm not saying there's a book out there that there's like, they use that as a way to really give her character. Cause I bet you at her, I mean, but to, I'm saying to be that's fair, just physical description uh, is like, I think does inform characters a lot. If like, it's specific though, but if it's yeah. gen, gen, generic, just like me describing you have boobs in a nice way. Yeah. And like, a, like almost, almost Playboy magazine, like Playboy right. TV way. Then ugh. I guess too, it's like, this is probably predominantly like male, like group that they're selling this book to. For sure. Like, and I think that was the thought for comics in general, but clearly, you know, there are of course as many female fans of comic books, like obviously. And then for sure. Um, but I think at the, t like in the nineties, especially like it was considered more male and just, I don't know. Like I can see them trying to be like, this is like, a sexy character that's like, and there's nothing, there's also but, nothing wrong with having like a sexy character. And no, there's nothing wrong shit, with a sexy character. But it's just like, it's just, there is a slight, you know, there's like a difference between like the female lead is going to be described like way more, uh, in way more detail than all like I really want right now. The is American soldier or whatever. You to take that meme right now. <laughs> I want you to apply it to as if we are waking up with, the the colonel the mi5 colonel and make right. it less and make it about his dick it's, what the fuck is he what's what would his it, name what would it be called let me look up his like not caruthers um it's like fuck me man i wish i fucking he's not memorable cregan cregan <laughs> yeah cregan i read it as cregan the whole time so but i might quickly be look stupid. at that meme what would it be if that was a for a male and it was about his <laughs> dick instead of his tits? Cregan <laughs> woke up to the rays of the sun streaming through the slats of his blinds, cascading over his naked peen. <laughs> he stretched, his balls lifting with his arms as he greeted the sun. He rolled out of bed and put on a shirt and pants. His... <laughs> <laughs> his hog prominently showing through the thin fabric he <laughs> keep going he bald ball <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> he dicked ball ba uh, ballingly to the stairs and uh, cocked. Uh, cocked downwards <laughs> uh that. Thank you it's for tough. thank you for indulging me. It's on that. tough. I had to, do <laughs> but I just think that points out how ridiculous it is. It's like just I I think you're right. Physical, like I've read great descriptions in the past novels of like like I keep going back to Doom, but there there's physical descriptions of those characters that define them. Yeah, the Harlequins well, or I'm pronouncing that guy's name the the villains incorrectly. Sorry, yeah. sorry fans. <sighs> uh, but like. They describe him like I know him. There's a lot yeah. of that, but this kind of these kind of vague like descriptions just makes me go one. I'm just like it calls out bad writing, but also just calls out like just 
how like no, not just what you have I think due to your too, gender doesn't I think, describe you. I think it's like trying to so we're also getting these descriptions of her physical like characteristics from two men who one who loves her Hellboy and one who like lusts after her. Yeah. So like it makes sense that they would be like, oh, like she's uh, like I need her long to have her. But it's also like, um, yeah, I guess beyond beyond being able to like describe her and like do some pervy shit like that character could have easily could easily have not been attracted to her, I guess. I don't know. These are just like thoughts going through my head as I'm reading it where it's like, what's what's necessity but also what is like part of just making like a titillating kind of like sexy story to like a most likely a teenage or a 20 year 20s year old man who's reading this and trying to be like that's kind of hot like i'm a little horny for this jessica does this uh great thing for so she's on college humor right and Uh she's doing this podcast about romance novels (laughs) and it's really really good you know that's part i think like that kind of shit is it is important and like it's like important to have like I like I don't know like trying to be like sex positive but also being like looking at the lens that this is through like it's kind of it's just a complex fucking for topic. sure but what are her defining features uh, all I can think of is that she puts her 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 hair her hair in a ponytail yeah and puts it through the back of her New York Yankees hat yeah yeah and, and then like, at one that point she's beautiful basically yeah and at one like, point they say she doesn't have that much strength She's, when she's strong, trying to get away. She's muscular, but she's not super strong. Yeah. Basically, it's like she's like fit. Because when she's, she's trying to get shape. rid of the spiders, they point out like she's using the strength that she's not known for. I was like, right. Okay. <laughs> and then when he's when they're swimming away, when she's like almost drowning, Hellboy's like looking at how beautiful she is for a second while they're like swimming for their lives. But I mean, I, but at the same time, he's a character who's in love with her and he would look at her and think that. So like, I don't think this meme fully applies. Like, don't. I don't, don't come full, at I know, everybody. I don't, don't come at me thinking that I'm like you know. I don't think it fully applies. 100. Yeah, I agree. I think, but I think like to a degree, you know, just in general. But I would say in general, I think sometimes it's that moment, and maybe I'm just thinking cinematic. Maybe I'm too cinematic for a brain for for this book. Like that moment in in peril to like then see her as pretty is like to me like, oh, why didn't this come earlier? Yeah, I I, I mean, don't I don't I need guess, him in this moment of peril to be like to me. I'm then thinking like you're wasting time. You're wasting time. Right, Hellboy. your mental focus <laughs> needs to like be there. Be there versus like I would I needed that moment when you first saw her, which we do get yeah. a little bit. He has a yeah. hard time talking to her. Yeah, like I don't need in her peril to be other. like look how pretty she is, and then save her. That yeah. to me is the equivalent of like a sl- like bad slow motion moments where they're like the moment of peril, and then it like slows down because we have to really milk that moment. And I'm like, yeah. this is hollow. It's just slow motion. Yeah, I mean, sorry, you I, know, I feel like I got real say, heated. <laughs> like I think too, like you know, if characters are in love, like physical attraction is part of it, and like that's probably a hard thing to balance uh, as far as like the descriptions and they describe Hellboy physically a lot. Like yeah. they talk about his leathery skin and his tail and how it hangs and he's stuff got like hooves. That. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, you know, I don't think in this book particularly it's like atrocious or like this crazy, like egregious, like no, I don't insanity. Think so. I just thought this meme was funny. <laughs> I think that meme is funny. Cause sometimes it does apply. And, and I think you, I didn't notice book. it as much until you called it out. I'll admit. 
Like I, I mean, just sort of let it slide, and then I was like, okay. I mean, I think it's. I think I. I don't think it's really over overstepping anything. I, I no, mean, although we fucking I, talked about it for like twenty fucking. Yeah, but it's a good conversation. So why yeah. not? It's um, and, and I think it's prevalent to like other things. Just how we should. To me, it's the equivalent of like when you get a cat. If you're in in casting at all, or you're an actor, especially women, get fucking their breakdowns, and it's constantly like they're just, very funny. They're dude. very funny and vague, and like I mean, it would like, be funny if it wasn't sad. Yeah, to get these emails that's like. Every single thing is like needs to be it. It like they're not allowed to say like thin dancer or whatever, but they'll be like dancer type. Like they use yeah. all this other language that's like to get around. Just like we just need you not to be ugly. No, no fatties. <laughs> no, it might as well say that. Right, right. And it just feels that way. Yeah, at times it can feel that way rather than really giving me a rich character. Even like if it's looking for an average character, it's like it's oh. like girl next door. Attractive, Be- attractive on the attractive side, like it all. Or like, be like beautiful, but has brains, right? Shit right. Like, that. like approachable, but blah blah blah. Like it's they're sometimes they get very funny. Yeah, I really want more there to be more breakdowns where it's just like ugly, but has brains. <laughs> <laughs> a real ugly, but, go- but graduated. Another fucking movie I watched was Cry Baby. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? John I've Waters never, Cry Baby? I've, I've never seen it start to finish, but I've seen many moments. Oh, okay. Well, from, there's a character in it called Hatchet Face, who is like just a woman. Yeah, who's I like, know a lot about yeah. Hatchet Face. I don't know. I was just like, think of her casting. Like, what did it sound like? I wonder what. John I Waters, don't think there was a casting. I think John Waters saw her and was like, her and you're going her in this movie. movie. He makes so think, many jokes at that lady's expense in that movie. It's fucking crazy. Because unfortunately, I think if it's does if any of those actually unique faces, it's it comes down to like somebody like a director wanting that to be part of their. It's part of the gag you know, in that movie for sure. And part of the world. But it's kind of. I mean, at the same time, it's kind of cool. She has like a cute no, boyfriend in high school. <laughs> like it's funny. You should have stranger people in movies. People yeah. out in the world are stranger. That's Just why I can't stand any- a CW show because I know it, everyone's it tells so me beautiful. that they all are, everyone's pretty. I'm like bullshit. It's distracting. <laughs> They're distractingly beautiful. Like if I saw a crew of people in a restaurant that was all eating like that, like looking so pretty, I'd be like, "What the fuck is this?" Like especially <laughs> if I was in like. My hometown. Like if I was in fucking Warminster, Pennsylvania. Oh shit. Well, if I was in like Bucks County, you know what I mean? <laughs> like and saw just a table of models at the diner, I'd be like, what the fuck are you all doing? Yeah, you'd feel like you're in the Twilight Zone. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are way too hot. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> we get it. We're trying to change the world in casting. Yeah, I can't do it. It never happened. People love beautiful faces. They really do. That's it. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> there was an era where there wasn't everybody wasn't so beautiful. Go back and look seventies through the eighties. Yeah, I think even the nineties. Nineties, I think they even allowed like you had a chance. You ha- but like, they allowed like leading characters to be have their own unique. The cast like, of Seinfeld, you know, I mean, Julia Louis-Dreyfus yeah, is the, very like, pretty, but yeah, she's very pretty. But like they're they're all unique. Yeah, it'd be I I would be hard pressed if they cast somebody like Julie, uh, like her yeah. today. In a in a in a sitcom, yeah, she'd have to be a mother, or something, yeah, or the yeah. neighbor. Like she's not going to be the lead. Yeah, like I mean, Harrison. People point out that even Harrison Ford, the way he looks, mm-hmm. would never get cast now. Yeah, yeah. He's such a unique handsome. He's not a he's not some he's not a fucking symmetrical handsome that they yeah. really go for now. But he's like charming and was a great actor. Yeah, you know, not saying there's roles. not that not that still out in the world. They just tend to become more the characters. There's so many actresses now where I'm like, you look like everybody, like they all, 
have that mouth. Like they all have like the same, <laughs> they just look like they're all cousins or something. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's whatever. It's That's just what it is. Just it is what it is. <laughs> I'm happy for those people that get work. <laughs> yeah. You know? For those beautiful, rich motherfuckers. Yeah. Anywho, this but yeah, is such a tangent. Such oh a God. tangent of, off this 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 Hellboy novel. But I mean, I don't know if there's anything else. I I mean, I, I will say this, that like, along with just there being a flow, I felt like it, it just like moments felt a little too compartmentalized for me. Like, here's an event, here's an event, mm-hmm. rather than having that like rich flow of like getting to the end of a novel and go, wow, like how I got here. You know what I mean? Felt like levels of a video game almost. Sometimes. Yeah. And that's how I felt about, I know that all the creature things in this book were very Mignola, but in this book, it felt like they just were like that. Like here's the spider moment. Mm-hmm. That's why I only liked this. I personally only liked the spider when it was a human turning into it. Cause when it was just a giant spider, I was like, I fucking don't care. This doesn't, why is there a giant spider? I just saw a tentacle creature. Why the fuck is there a giant spider here? Other than it was just there to be there. Yeah. And then the jackal thing was just too werewolf for me. It was just like, oh, cool. Werewolf. I think he was really just trying to check off all those boxes. Yeah. Like, this is what Mike likes to draw. 100%. With the exception of like a pig man. That's like the only thing we really (laughs) didn't get. And again, I can't. I mean, that you're right. It checked the boxes off. I just wish it worked a little bit better for me. And then you had a wizard. And then. Yeah. You know? I thought there was, yeah, I thought there was good and bad things. Yeah. But all, all in all, like, my final thoughts on it. If you are a fan of Hellboy, I think you could pick this up and have a good time reading it. Yeah. I don't think it's going to trump anything you've ever loved about other Hellboy yeah, stories. Yeah, it's not going to be your favorite Hellboy piece of anything. Like, it's not going to be your favorite story or, or whatever. But I think it does. It's a cool piece to add to his history and... Has like some fun Indiana Jonesy kind of things. He hates snakes. Like I kind hated of that, that moment. Kind of, you I'm hated I'm it. A, because it felt like it did feel that moment felt very. Uh, I'm gonna be very. This is the cruel, crudest thing I'm gonna say, or crudest, cruelest thing I'm gonna say. And then I've only read this of Christopher Golden. It feels like to me in this book, Christopher Golden is. Uh, I wanted to feel more of I knew his creative side. I feel like I was ta- watching a writer sort of pull from a lot of like, I could see st- like the threads to other material that had influenced him versus it yeah. going filtering through him. It's hard because he probably wants to be faithful to the source material, but also. Well, I mean, even like, like in that choice, hard. Hellboy literally saying snakes. I hate snakes. I'm like, I personally don't think Hellboy would ever fucking well. say that. That's why I, I didn't hate it as deviations. much because I was like, I was like, this is that now he's just being like, because you're getting Indiana Jones vibes leading up to that. So I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> he's just like putting it, you know, he's just laying it all out there. And then later like, on, he's like, spiders. I if, hate spiders. If Hellboy was in the in, an Indiana Jones movie, this is what that's what this book is. Okay, you know what I mean? He's yes. like going. It's like mush those worlds together. I didn't like hate it, but I was, it is like, you know, it's like a little like, all right, we get what you're doing. There's another line that is a reference to Exorcist that I fucking hated too, where he's all, what's the actress from Exorcist name? Linda Blair. He calls someone, he's like, they turn into something, something happens to them. And he's like, oh, another Linda Blair or something like oh, that. Oh, is it like puking or something? Yeah. I'm trying to remember. And I was like, Hellboy would never fucking, Hellboy would never like 
use a reference, in my opinion, to fucking get a line. Like, he would have been like, oh, fuck. Like, he'd been like, oh, watch out. I guess <laughs> that's right. He puke? did sort of use his, like, inner monologue in a way that, in that way sometimes where he would, like, have a thought but then regret it. I don't know. I kind of, like, it, I, I it did maybe like worked for other people. It didn't work for me. I get it. Um, yeah. So, overall, I think reception lukewarm i'll give it a b yeah if i had to if i have to give it a ranking even though we never sure, really I'm rank right, anything right on there this, with you as far as but i think it's concerned. a solid b in the in the hellboy like in a hellboy read yeah i think it fleshes it out but it's not going to be your favorite thing i think if you're a huge fan of hellboy definitely check it out yeah and i do think i wish i don't know if she's ever in another story i would i would i would it would be cool to see a little more of like it makes the, me curious the about stories anastasia. of her and him and honest anastasia yeah like what were they doing when they were just like having fun like because they reference a couple of things of like they've been in peril with each other before mm-hmm. that to me would be more fun i think of a read or a watch than what i got yeah. through yeah that's all i mean it also makes me think like i wish like liz is strong enough to hang with Hellboy and be in the BPRD but she's so plagued with these other demons that she's like never really involved we haven't really seen her in action yet which makes me excited for the BPRD comics because hopefully she gets a little more highlighted and like it makes me want to see her and Hellboy on a mission together you like really don't see that too much so far you don't she's been like walking around with different members of the BPRD for like seconds and then she gets all her powers sucked out yeah it's like you have this really cool character who can totally hang with Hellboy and uh, like as a female reader I want to see a character that looks like closer to me than than you know Lobster Johnson or whatever totally like a moody girl who smokes cigarettes in her 20s like I'm like cool I want to see what you're doing and then it's most of the time it's like brooding yeah or getting saved yeah yeah so I want to like I'm really excited to see like like that that made me think of like you know I want to see Anastasia and everything but I, I also want to see we have characters already that we needed to flesh out yeah that we need to flesh out and that can like that can really hang that can like kick a lot of ass and you know she's like very smart and is like a capable scientist I guess totally. you know but that's like you know, pretty dry. <laughs> yeah, totally. I agree. Yeah. Well, I think I, I think you're right. I think we have other characters that I would definitely put before wanting to see Anastasia. I'm just saying that probably is. I agree, though. The I best see part that, for me yeah. is that backstory. I want to see them. Yeah, I want to see them like going. They make a joke at the end where he's like, "We should hang out and like go to get a movie and a dinner, like or go get a dinner and a fucking see a movie or whatever." <laughs> I can't talk. Uh, but yeah, that like they make that joke at the end, and it's. Uh, yeah, like I, I wouldn't mind seeing that either. Yeah, I mean, there's a fun interaction when he sleeps in her tent, and like, yeah, and like, there's an like a weird awkwardness and also an implication. She's like, you can, and he's like, oh, same bed. And I thought like, that I was actually cool because you do for a moment see from her perspective where she's like looking at him and being like remembering, yeah, good, good times, times and stuff. Like, I thought there were very successful things in this book and not so successful pacing issues with like the last like third or quarter of it yeah. maybe but that's I'll fine i agree with you on that yeah like but guys i mean if you haven't read it give it a read if you yeah. have read it we'd love to hear 
from you guys and your thoughts on this book. Yeah. Um, the Christopher Golden wrote the, the lost army. You remember you can email us at ah crap, a Hellboy podcast at gmail.com. Um, we really look forward to hearing from you. Um, yeah. Whether you that, agree with us or disagree with us. Like I want to hear, you know, Yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. I'm book. easily swayed. <laughs> yeah, I can't be too. If you, yeah. <laughs> most people are more articulate. You'll bring up one thing and I'll be like, you're right. And you're I'm right. wrong. <laughs> Or I do that thing where I'm like, I can see that because yeah. I can, but I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get on your side, but I fully understand yeah. your validation. That's the fun of, yeah, talking about this shit. Yeah. Before we um, sign off, one more last segment before we go. Um, this is a segment that I think that we haven't had in a long time. This is our segment I like to call More Mignola. <laughs> um <laughs> oh. Wow. I love it. All <laughs> the wolves howl for him. Yeah. I love it. Now, this is just a shout-out um, to Mignolaverse.com. They have a great thing they published um, a while ago. It's called An Evening with Mike Mignola. Um, they went to, uh, on February 6th, the Society of Illustrators hosted An Evening with Mike Mignola, and there was art and a Q&A, which they actually post. It's like a full like hour and 40-so minutes. You just got to oh, go to their website. Awesome. Um I'm not, that's, it's pretty much this. I just want to plug, if you haven't seen this already, to go check it out, especially if you're a big uh, Mike Mignola fan. Um, he's very cool to listen to talk. Um, his art, of course, is wonderful. And again, that is at Mignolaverse.com. It's the home for Hellboy and BPRD News. So check that out. Very cool. Um, that's it, though. Um, follow us again on Instagram at Aw Crap A Hellboy Podcast, Twitter at Aw Crap Hellboy, and please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and wherever or wherever you podcast. Um, subscribe and rate and review if you have that capability. Again, on Apple, if you give us a five star review and it starts with a boom, we'll give you a shout out and read your review right here on the podcast. Yeah. Um, thank you again. Look forward to your, your prompts or your art about, um, the Hellboy Valentine. Yeah. And we'll see you next week as we dive into BPRD. Thank you. And we love you. I'm Sarah. And I'm Beth. And we host Everything is Rent, a podcast about the Broadway musical Rent. Every week, we're joined by a hilarious guest to talk about one of Rent's 525,600 songs. We'll answer questions like, is Rent the best musical of all time? Has Rent aged well? Are they not going to pay Rent? The answer to all these questions is yes. That's Everything is Rent on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Campfire.